Right, it's awesome to see everybody today. Thanks for being here. Uh, first thing I want to do is just say a huge thank you to everyone who made last week's Easter celebration a huge success. Yeah, from, from the breakfast to the Easter egg hunt to the uh, Easter celebration, the whole morning was an awesome morning. We had 199 people here in the room today. The kids' ministry was packed. It was an awesome morning. And I know, I know, I know, it wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for all of you who were serving and volunteering and giving and praying and boldly inviting people in your life to take a step towards God. So thank you, Hope Community Church. It was an awesome weekend, and uh, I'm just so thankful for all of you. Well, today, we're beginning a brand new series called This Is Us. And uh, as part of this series, uh, we are going to be, this this is funny, as part of this series, starting next week, to celebrate who we are, we're actually going to be selling Hope coffee mugs. Aren't those beautiful? For five bucks. We've got Hope lanyards for five bucks. We're going to be opening up an online store for all kinds of cool spirit wear So uh, we just want to celebrate who we are, Hope Community Church, all God is doing here, and we want to get the word out. So uh, we'll keep you posted on some of those things. Also at the back table, we've got a handout. Um, We've been sharing a little bit of our our, our vision and our inspiration for the new Kaleidoscope logo. So if you want to learn more about that, more about the vision and the inspiration behind it, um, we have a handout. It's It's a printout right from the designer. And what he was thinking as he was creating that and sketching that out. So if you're interested in that, grab one of those on the back table. All right, it's all part of this series we're starting today called This Is Us. Anyone familiar with This Is Us? Anybody watch that? Oh, okay. (laughs) I've heard it's pretty powerful. Haven't seen it myself. You guys say, yeah, it's a pretty powerful series. Um, I don't know much about the show, but I do know one thing. Um, if my wife keeps watching the show, we're going to have to buy tissues in bulk. Because <laughs> every time I was like, you know. Um, but it's, it's a powerful show. And really, even more than that, um, the title is a powerful statement. This is us. This is who we are. And how many of you know that in life, it is important to know who you are? you got to know who you are. And I think about with my my children, with my son and my daughter, I want them to know who they are. We were were celebrating Thanksgiving with family a a few years ago. And at the house we were at, they had a a little Bichon kind of dog. You know, like a little Bichon, you know. And um, every time that dog named Benji, Benji the little Bichon dog, would run up to my daughter, she would freak out. Little girl, she's like, ah, you know. She's like coil in fear. I was like, that's not right. I mean, that's a, that's a lap dog, you know? <laughs> you don't have to be afraid of that. So I got down on my knee, and I looked Lydia right in the eye. I said, I said, Lydia, you don't have to be afraid of Benji. She's like, why? And I was like, I said, Lydia, you are the boss of Benji. <laughs> and that's all she needed. And she was like, oh. And she ran up to Benji, and she said, I be the boss, Benji. I be the boss. <laughs> But that's the confidence you can have when you know who you are and when you own who you are. 
And that's why this series is so important. Church, we got to know who we are. We have to own who we are. And you don't have to look far to know what this church is about. It is, it is crafted in our logo. It's emblazoned on the walls. We are a caring place where God transforms lives. And this is a church where the culture here is one, where we, people are strengthened and genuineness is encouraged and Christianity is a matter of the heart. It's who we are. This is us. For us to boldly step into the future that God has for us, we have to know who we are and own who we are. And when we do, I believe that we, church, are going to be a voice of hope for this city. And the world is going to hear us shouting, this is us. This is who we are. So for the next five weeks, we're going to go through the five statements on our, ba- on our two banners. And it starts with this one. We are a caring place. You guys experience that? Care of this place? This is a church that loves people and cares about people. It's who we are. This is us. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What does it look like to be a church that loves and cares for people? So if you have your Bible or a Bible app, I want to encourage you to open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to be in the ESV today. So if if you have that option, um, like in your app, you might want to head to the ESV. 1 Corinthians 13, it's it's a chapter of scripture that's commonly read in weddings. Famously called the love chapter. But if you read the context of 1 Corinthians 13, you realize that this is not a passage of scripture that was originally written for two people getting married. Although I love it in in weddings. This is a, a poetic passage of scripture that was originally written to teach God's people how to love. And so that's where we're going to be today. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians 13. Is there anybody here who would like to grow in their ability to love the people that God has put in their life? That's me. And this message challenged me big time. So that's what what we're looking at today. What does it mean to be a people who know how to love? What does it mean to be a church that knows how to love? So let's read 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 8, and also 13 together. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. 
Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Amen? All right, let's pray. God, thanks for this morning. Thanks that we can be here and learn about love. And God, I pray that your word would come alive in our hearts. More than that, I pray that love would come alive in our hearts. Awaken our hearts, the love of God that's in Jesus Christ, so that we might go from this place and be a people who love in a mighty way. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, three, three points today. Number one, first thing I saw as I read through this, first thing is, guys, if we don't have love, we're nothing. If we don't have love, we're nothing. And uh, we can do a lot of great things. We can accomplish a lot of things in life. But if we don't have love, we're nothing. And Paul says, he, he encourages us to imagine this person who's doing the most incredible things for God. Did you catch that? Somebody who has whose words are like prophetic. It's like the tongue of men and angels. It's like, wow, like when they talk, it's like men and angels. This is someone who has all knowledge of God. They understand all mysteries. Could you imagine understanding all the mysteries of God? This is somebody who has the faith to move the mountain. They give everything they have to the poor. They're even willing to sacrifice their body to be burned if necessary. I mean, isn't this like... Super Christian? Yeah, it kind of is. Like, this is a super Christian. And yet, hear me on this. All of those feats are reduced to nothing by one line. But have not love. Faith to move mountains. Reduced to nothing by one line. But have not love. Did you guys catch that? Let's read this together. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and knowledge and have all faith so as to remove mountains, super Christian, but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give away all I have and deliver my body to be burned, but have not love. I gain nothing. All of our vision, all of our knowledge, all of our faith, all of our ideals, our service, our sacrifices, it's all worth nothing without love. What do we have if we don't have love? Certainly there are many things that are meaningful and significant in our lives. We work hard, we play hard, raise our children, get involved in all kinds of activities. But if we don't have love, what do we have? I see a lot of kids behind, the, behind screens. You guys see that? Parents, if we give our kids screens, but we do not give them love, we have given them nothing. See, at the end of the day, more importantly, at the end of our lives, this is what I know. The thing that's going to matter most in your life 
is the love that you have given and received. All of our accomplishments, all of our material possessions, all the fun things we've done, all of that is nothing compared with this one thing that Paul calls love. Family, uh, back in Colorado, we used to go to a restaurant called Noodles and Company. Do they have that here? Noodles and Company? Okay. It's a great little restaurant. Um, they have all kinds of noodles, so if you're a pasta fan, it's like the place for you. You know, they have American noodles, Italian noodles, Asian noodles. It's great. And uh, we love their mac and cheese. Wisconsin mac and cheese. It's like the macaroni, you know, drizzled in the cheese sauce. Great cheese grated over it. Get some Parmesan chicken on that. Is your stomach growling yet? <laughs> Sorry, it's 11 o'clock. Um, and one day we show up, we're like, we order mac and cheese. And the guy at the register says, oh, I'm sorry, we're out of the cheese. <laughs> what? And then he goes, um, we're out of cheese. Would you still like to order it? <laughs> Do I want mac and cheese without the cheese? No. Mac and cheese without the cheese is nothing. You guys, love is the cheese. <laughs> Come on, a life without love is nothing. Church without love, I don't care what the logo looks like. I don't care if we have the coolest band, skinny jeans, scarves. I don't care. I don't care about our kids' programs. You guys, church without love is nothing. If we don't have love, listen, if we're not a caring place, we're nothing. So what does love look like? What does it look like to love? The greatest love is agape love. Have you heard that, that term before, agape love? Agape is the Greek word for love. There are many words for love in Greek. Agape is the Greek word for love, and it's the word that's used throughout. So um, Paul says, if I do all these things but have not agape, agape love, I'm nothing says, agape is patient, agape love is kind. Agape love never ends. And then I love at the end where it says, these three remain, faith, hope, and agape love. And the greatest of these is agape love. What is agape love? You know, there's many words that Paul could have used for love. But there, it's true that there is no greater love, there's no deeper love than agape love. Agape love is the kind of real, genuine love for people that we want to develop in our lives. And so what, is, what does agape love look like? 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And so the first thing I see here about love and is just that agape love, what is agape love? Agape love is a love that is and does. Did you catch that? Love is, love does. It's a love that is and does. So we're not talking about a feeling here. 
Agape love isn't a feeling. Agape love is an action. It's a choice. Agape love is measured by the way that we treat people in our life. Agape love is a love that goes beyond feelings. It is a love that is and a love that does. And this is really important because um, you can feel love for somebody but not do love, right? You can feel love towards another person but not do love towards that person. So when a boy wants to date my daughter, <laughs> Ethan Garrett, <laughs> and I ask, what is love, son? I don't care how much you feel love. I want to know, can you do love? And what's amazing is that, have you noticed that the people that we feel a lot of love towards are a lot of times the people that we don't always treat in the most loving way? You experienced that? Yeah, I have. The opposite is also true. We can do love even if we don't feel love. So there may be a person in your life right now and you feel zero love towards them. You know what I'm talking about? Because of who they are, because of what they've done. You'd rather grow a rat tail than be in a room with this person. Agape love is a love that goes beyond feelings. It's a love that is and does. What is agape love? Agape love is the ability to love the people God has put in your life. Agape love is an ability to love the people God has put in your life. It is a choice you make. It's an action beyond feelings. It's a love that is and does. What does this love look like? Paul impacts the very nature of love. Love is patient and kind. It's patient. It can wait a long, long time. And it's kind. You know the challenge for me? Being patient and kind at the same time. <laughs> Selah. Love doesn't envy or boast. I don't love you because what I can get from you. I love you because what I want for you. Doesn't envy or boast. It isn't arrogant or rude. Doesn't insist on its own way. Love isn't about you. If you're arrogant or rude, if you're insisting on your own way, it's not love. Love isn't about you. Love is about the other person. Paul goes on. Love is not irritable. Oh, snap. <laughs> Anybody been irritable this week? Love is not irritable or resentful. Why isn't love irritable or resentful? Because love forgives. Instead of getting angry, instead of being offended, love forgives, love heals. Does that mean we're indifferent 
to the truth? No. It's the next line. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. So when we encounter wrong in this world, when we encounter injustice in this world, we don't rejoice in that. We rejoice in the truth. And how many of you know that sometimes love looks like speaking the truth to another person? Love does that. Last line, love bears all things. It bears. Did you catch that? Love bears all things. It believes all things. Love believes the best about people. Doesn't assume the worst. Love believes the best. It hopes all things. It hopes the best. It endures all things. Love never ends. Isn't love pretty awesome? Agape love? I'd say so. That's how I want to love people in my life. That's how you want to love people in your life. Let's put up the next slide. God. I want you to look at that list. On the right, those are things love doesn't do. The left, those are things that love does do. Here's my question for you. As you think about the way that you love people in your life, what's one area you want to grow? And this is a question we're going to talk about in our small groups this week. Small groups, we're breaking down the messages. We're talking about what, what God is saying to us. Just pick one of those. What's one area you need to grow in your ability to love? For me, I don't like conflict and confrontation. So God's saying, I want you to stand up and speak the truth when you need to speak the truth. Which one is it for you? I need to be more patient. I need to be less irritable. There's someone I need to forgive. I need to believe the best about something. We can all grow in our ability to love. Pick one. But what Paul's saying is the greatest love on planet Earth is agape love. And if we don't have agape love, friends, we're nothing. But here's what I'm absolutely most excited about. Is that Hope Community Church is a church where you can learn how to love. Isn't that pretty cool? Hope is a church where you can learn how to love. And I've seen that. I've seen that while I've been here. It's who we are. It's what we've been. We're a caring place where God transforms lives. And this is a church that's going to stretch your ability to love people around you. But what I said earlier is really important. Love is an ability. Love is an ability. And every one of us here, we have, a, we have different abilities to love. I think of it this way. Um, is anyone here handy? Like, you can fix things. Yeah, that's, that's my dad. He's like, you know, blue collar, truck, toolbox, hard hat. He can fix things. He has that ability. Unfortunately, I do not. <laughs> Tragically, I do not. And so I come home, like I came home last week, and the toilet is hissing and gurgling. Like, oh, no pull off the lid, and I spend the next hour, like, moving things and shaking things. I mean, I'm telling you, the struggle is real. <laughs> I don't have that ability. I can't figure it out. Put the lid on, and I'm like, I'm going to go eat with my family. Enough of this. And then I finish with dinner. I'm like, the toilet can't win. <laughs> you know, it's like, if I can't fix this, I'm nothing. 
So what do I do? Get on my phone. And I find a YouTube video. <laughs> Isn't YouTube amazing? I have a, we have a friend who remodeled their entire basement with YouTube videos. So I find the video and it's like, well, you turn this, take this off, take out this valve, wash it off, put it back in, twist it on, you know, put the lid on. Problem solved. I walk out of the bathroom. I'm like a hero. My whole family's clapping and applauding. You know, it's like a great day when I fix something at my house. <laughs> Friends, love is, is an ability. And every one of us here has different abilities to love. And when I think about my own life, I got to be honest. Sometimes I really struggle with my ability to love. And it's easy to see, and, I, and I'll go first with this. Just put your name in this passage every time you see the word love. So I'll, I'll go first, okay? You guys can do this later. Brian is patient and kind. Brian does not envy or boast. He's not arrogant or rude. He doesn't insist on his own way. He's not irritable or resentful. He does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Brian bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Brian never fails. <laughs> My wife is laughing the loudest. <laughs> we all struggle with our ability to love. And um, some of it's because of sin. This is why we need Jesus and why we need redemption. Because we really do struggle to love. But here's what's so exciting. Every one of us in this place can learn how to love. We can all grow in our ability to love. And the more you love, the more your capacity to love increases. And I believe that the heroes in this world are those who say, I'm going to learn how to love the people in my life. Those are the real heroes. So what would it mean to your family? What would it mean to your church, to your kids, to your coworkers, for you to actually increase your capacity to love? That would be huge, right? So how do we do that? How do we increase our capacity to love? How do we learn how to love? Um, well, part of it's remembering the importance of love. Without love, without giving and receiving love, my life is nothing. Number two, I got to know what agape love is. And that's why that passage is so important. You know, we've called ourselves an Acts 2 church. I want to be a 1 Corinthians 13 church. Let's keep that description of love before us. And then the number three thing, Hope is a church where you can learn how to love. So get involved here. Get in a small group. Serve on a ministry team. I remember when we first moved here. I mean, we, our neighbors were blown away by all the people that showed up to help us move. Now I was blown away by the people that stuck around and like scraped the wallpaper. And I remember Angie even saying, oh man, this is a church that we're going to learn how to love and serve people. I'm like, yeah, we are. <laughs> That's the kind of church this is. Get involved in this place. Put yourself in a growth context, like a small group where you're giving and receiving love, where you can be authentic and genuine. You know, I, I, as I think about this church, this really is a caring place. You know, we say, this is us. We are a church that is a caring place. And I see that when a guest shows up here, there's like five or ten people saying hi to that person. I mean, we as a leadership team have to wait in line to say hi. That's the care of this place. I see it in my small group when we show up and we ditch the questions because we have to encourage each other and pray for each other. I see that when a family in this church need, needs meals. And I remember 
just maybe a month ago or two months ago, a family needed meals. Text went out. Do you realize within 10 minutes that family had meals for the next two weeks? That's the kind of church this is. Or uh, when the Lytles moved this week, on Monday and Tuesday, there were guys taking time off work to help these guys move. That's the kind of house this is. This is a caring place. This is us. God's transforming lives. We're learning how to love. It's awesome. So you want to learn how to love. Get involved. This is a church where you can learn how to love. And this is where I want to end. Because this is the number one most important thing. If you want to learn how to love, you have to encounter the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. You cannot give what you do not possess. And all of us come from different family backgrounds. And some of us, we possess a little bit more natural love than others. But if we're going to agape love people in our life, that's going to take supernatural love. I'm telling you, you cannot give what you do not possess. Every single one of us. And you can do that here at Hope to encounter the radical love of God for you in Jesus Christ. What does that look like? Well, let's put Jesus' name. Let's take, let's take out Brian's name. Let's put Jesus' name. This is the love of God for you in Jesus Christ. Jesus is patient and kind towards you. Jesus does not envy or boast. He wasn't arrogant or rude. Jesus did not insist on his own way. He didn't insist on his own way. He wasn't irritable or resentful. Jesus never rejoiced in evil or wrong. He didn't, but he rejoices in the truth. Jesus bears all things, believes all things. He hopes all things for you. He endures all things for you. He even died on the cross for you. He gave his life for you. He rose from the dead. Jesus is alive. His love is stronger than death. His love is more fierce than the grave. That is the love of Christ Jesus for every one of you in this room today. And it's not a matter of effort or earning that love. He simply says, believe it and receive the love of God in Jesus Christ today. Would every person in this room have an encounter with the powerful, matchless, unending, unshakable love of Jesus Christ. He loves you. He loves you. This is a church where we're going to learn how to love. And it starts with that. We are loved by God. And the overflow of that is the agape it's going to go to one another. That's going to go to our children, our co-workers. That's what this is about. This isn't about religion. This is about a movement of love. And it starts with us. Let's stand. Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your love. 
for us. And I want to pray right now for those who are hurting and broken. God, there are people right here standing right now who are desperate for love. All over this room today, you have a chance to experience God's love for you. Would you open your hands? God, I want your love today. Thank you that you love me. Jesus, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that you're patient and kind. Thank you that you sit on a throne so that for the ages to come, you might pour out your love and mercy into our hearts and into our lives. And would that love overflow into our homes and our families all over this city, all over this world. To those who are leaving this place to go to Transnistria, God, would their love overflow to children who are desperate for a touch of love. And we ask that in the mighty, matchless, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.